Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. seated in the heavens he's an incredible God thank you Father you are an incredible God you made the earth your footstool you are an incredible God thank you Father Let the words that proceed from my mouth be seasoned with grace. Let the hearts of everyone be connected to you. Let illumination come beyond the words that I will say, Father. Let grace be impacted. Let your spirit be impacted. Let light be changed and transformed. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Put your hands together for the music team and put your hands together for yourselves. Put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Last week, we started a, um, a series which we started talking about something which... Um, I attempted to continue in the Elevate service, but I could not. It's about a Christian life. A life of faith. But the Christian life is a life of faith. Meanwhile, during the Elevate service, there's a question I picked up in the spirit, which was in someone's heart. I had to write it down. It says, what if I'm the only one with the idea on my team and no one to help me out. When I was talking about God giving you an idea, God giving you something to do, what if I'm the only one? What if I, I, it seems like I have nobody to work with me to achieve, that, to achieve that idea or that thought? What if? The question is, when God gives you a thought, gives you an idea, and you appear to be the only one that has that thought or has that idea, the first thing to do is to start praying to God about it. Start talking to God about it. Let God know. Talk to Him about it. Ask Him what the plan is. Ask Him how to go about it. What was the next level? What do I do next? What do I do from here? In doing so, God begins to bring answers your way. He begins to um, give you information and then He begins to stir the hearts of people towards you in that direction. Alright? And when it appears that you are doing something and it appears you're the only one doing it or it appears that um, I'm the only one in that space. No one believes that your reward is from God. 
and he will not forget your labor of love hallelujah but today i want to zero in on this life this christian life this life of faith that is a christian life i attempted and i i i trust i'm trusting god that i'll be able to 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 focus on it i've been attempting to to download the things that God put in my heart in Luke chapter 18. Turn your Bible to Luke chapter 18. I touched a, a little about it in the last week. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. It said then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying get justice for me from my adversary and he would not for a while but afterward he said within himself though i do not fear god nor regard man yet because this widow troubles me i will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me Then the Lord said, "Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, really find faith on the earth." Hallelujah. Jesus began talking this parable and it's amazing that he said that the bible says men ought always to pray and not to give up not to lose hope that was the parable he began talking about that men ought always to pray and not to lose heart and talking about the um a, a widow talking about the judge what i discovered really is that faith you know we don't need we don't need faith in heaven faith is here so i i i discovered that faith exists to suppress what is coming against the plan of god faith exists to suppress the corruption and decay that is showing forth trying to hinder the plan and the purpose of god so faith exists for that purpose so faith faith comes so that what god is saying about you the plan and the purpose of god about you anything that is trying to suppress it to bring to so that it doesn't come to pass faith shows up so that you can have faith so that you can have hope for it so faith shows up faith shows up faith exists to show you a life with the hope that you will believe the reality of that faith exists so that the life there's a life that god is trying to show you and i there's a show in his heart that is trying to give you he's trying to paint a picture of another life that's why our believers so the reason is that we are meant to believe in the reality of a particular life that christ has come to show you and i he said i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly john 10:10 another version says i've come that you might come that you might have it to overflowing All right? So the life that God has come to give you and I faith 
exist so that we can believe that life. So when a picture is being painted to you, you need to come to a point in Christ Jesus where you believe it. So everything we're doing about Christianity, everything we're talking about, about the Christian life, is so, so that you will believe it. So when God comes to you and tells you that I'm bringing you to a season of three months of favor, that will give you results, 30 years of labor, it's so that you will believe it. So faith exists for you to believe that word. So when God paints a picture, the Christian life is one that you will believe. Saying that regardless of the life that you are experiencing right now, I show to you. There is a picture I want to paint before you and I need you to believe it. I need you to believe it. This woman happened to her she needed something she she there was a picture of a life that she saw she needed to believe it against all odds she needed to believe that that is the life that Christ has for her so scripture tells us in Jeremiah he said I know the thoughts and plans that I think towards you that they are good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future so if God had a picture in his mind to give us a hope and a future what he's saying is that I need you to believe that life says to believe that life faith is what you need to develop to believe that life faith is what you need to stretch out to to extend with your hand to receive and believe that life that's, that's what we need faith for And when, when faith begins to walk, there are certain elements surrounding your faith. And surrounding your faith. I'm, I'm going to zero in on this, on this woman's experience. And see how this woman's life is an example of a Christian life. It's an example of the kind of life that God is asking you and I to live. Because every day we live our lives and we think that, oh, um, we're, we're trying to do this and trying to do that. And things kind of just looks so difficult kind of looks so impossible and that why are things just like that why are things like there's some elements around your faith surrounding your faith i told us the other day that the essence of, of it is such that you and i need to create the world that we desire and that any future that you 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 desire and you're not seeing is a future you have not created that nobody will hand to you your future your future is in your hands and God has given you the power to change, create, make, amend, determine your future. So the power of life and death, he said, is what? In our hands. It's with us. So to create that future, faith steps in. So you look around you and say, I desire so and so. I desire this to happen. I desire that to happen. What he's saying in essence is that the future you desire is in your hands to create. So Jesus started by saying, men ought always to pray and not to faint and not to give up and not to lose heart. And I told us the other day that there is a crown of life. But the crown of life will only be given to those who do what? Who endure till the end. So, but when you realize that first of all, there is a crown, it settles in your heart to push and press for things. When you don't know that there is a crown and 
think that, oh, all fingers are not equal. Why will you be the short one? Even if all fingers are not, why do you choose to be the short one? I don't understand. Yes, okay, I agree. All fingers are not equal. Look at it. But why in heaven will anybody choose to be this one? Why? So we use that as an excuse to excuse ourselves that we all cannot be rich. That's what you think. That is what you think, that we all cannot be rich. We all can be rich. We all can be millionaires. I was trying to explain to someone the other day why it is, it is, um, it is possible for everyone to be wealthy. The person was saying, trying to justify it. Oh, so who will do the cleaning? Who will do the sweeping? Who will do the security? I said, that's where you are. The billionaires are not thinking like that. Why? Because when they get to their car, there's no gate man. They open it with a remote control. They're not thinking like that. You are the one thinking like that. Technology people are not thinking like that. Amazon now has a, a supermarket that is fully automated. Nobody's working there. Why? Because they are thinking. They are innovating. They are billionaires. They are millionaires. But you and I are thinking, ah, no, no, maybe God wants me to be working in a supermarket. You are jonesing. Pardon my English. God has called every one of us to be above and beyond. When you start thinking like that, innovation will set in. Why do you think they developed uh, vacuum cleaners and stuff like that? Yeah, no, they developed to take our job. No, they developed it so that your brain will think and you enter your place in God. That's not what God has called you to do. He has called you to be above and beyond. So you now need to begin to think like that. So when you are thinking like that, you are attracting that level. So the person was trying to justify it that no, we need some people to be cleaners. We need some people to be this. We don't need that. Do they have that in heaven? No. It's because you have not entered that realm. That's why you still think that we need all these things. They have automated sweeping device. Just put the thing there and the thing moves around and packs all the dirt. Life is easy. Life is easy. So we are the ones that are thinking that, oh no, all fingers are not equal. Even if they are not equal, why do you choose to be the pinky finger? Why can't you, why can't you choose to be this one? So you, when creating your, you need faith. You need faith to move above and beyond. That's what happened to this point to her. He said there was a city. There was a judge in that city. And that judge did not fear God and did not fear man. That was a limitation to anybody by any standard. That that was a limitation that, that denies you access to the thing that God wants for you. Imagine that to be a system in this nation or in your environment or in your workplace that does not fear God, does not fear man. What that means is that this woman was in a dilemma. She was in a place where everything limited her. The system itself limited her. The system was justified to limit her. He said the, the judge did not fear God and did not fear man. Yet this woman wanted something that was above and beyond. Didn't fear God, didn't fear man. By all standards, you'd have said all fingers are not equal. In fact, the system has told me that I cannot get what I want. That's what he's saying. Read it. The system is telling her that she can't get what she wants. And also, she was a widow. Another limitation. So, by all standards, there was nothing 
for her, she, but she didn't qualify for anything. She was a widow. She was limited by the system. Yet she went above and beyond. That's a picture. That's a picture that was painful. But all she needed to do was believe. And that's what God is telling you and I. I have a great future. I have a better future. Believe it. That's what he's asking. So he's waiting till you believe it. He's waiting till you see it, believe it, accept it, and start stretching out to it by faith. By faith. She was a widow, limited by the system, and then she had enemies. What could be so worse? Imagine the dreams and the visions and the world and the future that you desire. There are many things limiting you. They are obvious the fact that believe the picture that God is showing you, not the picture that the judge is showing you. Believe the picture that Christ is showing you, not the picture that the system has put before you. Oh, everybody in that place, they need a first class. That's the system. That is the judge. Oh, before you can get into that company for that project, ah, everybody that gets in pays five million as contractor. That is the system. That is the judge. But what, what do you believe? What do you believe? What's the picture in your heart? What is the strong picture in your heart? That's the same thing happening to this woman. The very same thing. She was limited by every standard. By everything. She was a widow. The system limited her. She had adversary. And it appeared that the power to cause change was not in her. Because the judge did not fear God and did not fear man. Meaning there was nobody, no uncle or auntie she could have gone to say, please talk to the judge for me. She wanted a future. Yet she desired the future. She desired justice. Yet she wanted something above and beyond. What could be so, what could everything was against her. Everything was working against her. But what is it? She knew that there was a place for her against all these odds. She knew there was a future for her. She knew there's a plan of God for me. She knew that there's a future I desire and it's in my hand. God will not be God to put the future of your life in somebody else's hand. He will not be a God and he will not be a God to put you and not determine your future. He will not be God. So he has put you and I in a position where we can determine our future. Let me tell you what happens. Why it looks like people, it is difficult for people to break out of the limitations and step into it. There are a lot of factors to it. Sometimes it's how you grew up. You're growing up. Your environment. How you grew up as a child. I was telling us the other day that if all our parents tell us that look at you, what's wrong with you? You can never, you can never know something. You just be, and they keep telling us that and keep telling us that. And a child grows up like that. That thing begins to limit the child. It begins to limit the child. Look at you. Ah, all your mates have gone forward. All your mates have gone forward. You are here. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. And the words keep going. And the words keep going. And the child grew up like that. And the child becomes limited. It's going to be difficult for that child to break through. But guess what? Christ Jesus, you can break through from anything. And everything, no matter how much they have limited, you can. You can. So that's what the scripture is saying. That with faith, you can create a world. Even if the world did not exist from your upbringing. You can. You can put it together. You can frame it. You can rearrange it. Regardless of all the limitations. 
So this woman knew there was a change she wanted. So she demanded for the change. Not only did she demand, she insisted. Not only did she, she insisted. He said, this, she kept coming. He said, lest she wearies me. Lest she wearies me. She insisted. She insisted on change. And then the other thing you need to realize is that she did not, the change did not come to her because change was there. No. She took the change. She took it. She took it. Look at what she said. He said, give me justice. When I read it, I was like, this is cruel. It means that justice knew that she needed justice. But justice did not present itself to her. Is someone hearing me? Justice knew. Jesus said, but not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed. She's a daughter of Abraham, yes. But she was bound. So Jesus said, she ought to be loosed, being a daughter of Abraham. She ought to be loosed, being a daughter. She was the daughter of Abraham, but she was bound. So justice was there. But justice is not here because I am justice. I will give everybody justice. No. I am justice here. Whoever needs justice, take it. Says the violent, take it by force. Whoever needs justice, take it. How bad? Pardon that word. Do you need the future that you so desire? Sometimes I feel that we really don't desire what we say we desire. We just wish. Oh, I just wish I'll be a millionaire someday. One day, one day, it go better, it go better, it go better. No! We just wish that it will be better one day. No! We just hope that one day it will be better. No! That people don't, don't, don't do great things by that, by hoping and wishing. No! They take steps of faith. They move in the direction that God is asking them to go. They see a future. They pursue it. They chase it regardless of the limitation. They go after it. They go after it with everything. Why? Because they know something. He said, whoever will lose a coin, will she not sweep the house and sweep everywhere and raise up everything and be looking for that one coin? Why? Because she knows that that coin is missing in this house. She will not check outside, but she will check here and sweep everywhere knowing that there is a coin here. So when you know there is a crown of life for you, you know there is a future for you, there is no limitation that can hold you down. You will do everything to break out and break free because we don't know that there is something there. If I take a map or I take a picture of something, maybe I do a scan of this floor and I scan the floor up to like 8 or 10 feet down. I have a device that scans and it scans 8 or 10 feet down and at the 10 feet you see gold, diamond and precious stones. And I tell you to dig. You will go home, pack your your, your, your mattress, your pillow, your food, water, we will die here. That will be your statement. We will die here. Why? Because there is something deep down. Will you dig it out in the first day? Will you dig it out in the second day? Why you keep digging now? Why? Stop now. It's just two days. 
But no, you say, ah, you don't understand. I know something. I know something. You don't understand. There's something there. Say, how do you know? But you cannot see, but I can see it. I have inside information. Pastor has scanned it. He has showed me the picture. That's what happens with God's word. He has showed you the picture. You're in, and God brings it to pass in your heart. And you're seeing it. It doesn't look like it will come to pass, but you're digging and digging. It's been two months. Say, you don't understand. In the third month, I will dig out gold. I will dig out diamond. I will dig out precious stone. But we haven't seen anything. And you go to a place, and it's just water. And they say, ah, it's what the diving suit. Because I'm digging deeper. I've seen something. There is gold down there. That's what happened. Picture that God has given you. And you do everything to obtain that picture. No limitation. Nothing will be a limitation. In fact, there is no limitation on earth. There is nothing that limits anybody. Limitations are only in your mind. They are only in your mind. They are only in your mind. Anybody and everybody can break through into anything. There is no limitation at all. Not one. I've not seen the limitation. Tell me there's nothing like that. There's nothing. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell in it. He said the judge did not fear God. He did not fear man. What could be so limiting that somebody that did not fear God and did not fear man. Yet this widow who by her own standard she was even limited as a widow. She dared a future and went after the future against all odds and created a world for herself. She created a world. You know the amazing thing? The story was not even about the widow. Kai. Look at what Jesus said. In verse 6, he says, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. Another translation says, Learn a lesson. Learn a lesson. Learn a lesson. So what did the unjust judge say? He said, And shall God, this is what he just, just said. He said, God, nor regard man. Yet, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by a continual coming, she wearies me. She wearies me. The Bible is saying, learn a lesson from that. Learn a lesson from that. Whatever the limitations, they are only there temporary. Whatever the limitations, they are only there temporary. And what they are saying is that I'll see how long you believe what you need to stand on. I'll see how long you can hold on to the scripture that God has given unto you. I will see how long. I will see how long. Why? Because they know limitations are to give way. They are not a stumbling block at all. They are meant to move. But they only move and are defiant. People will say regardless of what happens, you will move. I don't care, but you will move. I see a picture that is ahead, but you will move. And they keep moving in the light of what they have seen. They keep moving in the light of the revelation that they have seen. That's why you men ought always to pray and not give up. Catch a picture from God. When you pray, you are catching a picture from God. You are catching a revelation. You are catching understanding. God is painting a picture in your heart. So men ought always to have a future that they can look up to. Because that's what prayer is. Prayer is communion. When you are communing with God, God begins to paint a picture in your heart. Of a future that in of a desire that you should have. And as he's painting that picture, you're not giving up. You're not giving up. And then all the limitations of life begin to show up. Begin to show up. Every The limitations they know, 
that they cannot outlast you. But you can outlast them. They know. They know they are limited. Just last week, one of my neighbors was going to move and move to a new place. And we've been trusting God for them to get a new place. And then the, the, they got one place and then the, the, uh, for one year, 500,000, half a million. They said, okay, no problem. We'll pay. After a while, the agent said, landlord wants to collect one and a half year. Okay, now that's for 750,000. They said, okay, no problem. We'll pay. They got together, got the money. So when the house was ready, it was a new house. They said, okay, now. The agent said, no, it's now two years. And they were close. They had given them an eviction. They were close to that time. The husband called me on the phone. He was just not happy and everything. So I told him, I said, don't worry. Let's go there. I went to the place, looked at the place. I said, do you like it? He said, like it. I said, no problem. Let's trust God for it. So one day, he was sitting at home. After they talked to the agent, talked to everything and everything, talked to everybody, they said, no, the man is a hard man. That's what they told us. The man is a hard man. That nobody can approach him. I said, okay, no problem. One day, he just got up in the morning. He said he felt led to go there. He went there. He told, gatekeeper has been seeing him come there all the time. He said, how far? He said, oh God, you don't they come here plenty, plenty times. You go good, make you, make oh God give you this house. He said, but I know somebody. He said, but I know somebody. I know somebody that can talk to him. If you go and see this woman, whatever that woman tells him, he will hear. He went there, saw the woman, explained. The woman said, give me your phone number. Go, I will call you. Ten minutes time, the woman called him and said, go and pay. Every other person was paying to the agent. He paid directly to the landlord. He could have sat down and think, nobody knows my sorrow. And think that there was a future that cannot be real. He, he would have sat down and think that this future cannot come because there are so many limitations. But he was defiant. He was defiant. You may go the first time and they turn you back. As long as you have a picture in your heart and you know that that's what God has given to you, you will go back to God and pray, Lord, you've given me the land, but there are many giants. He said, I know. There are many giants because I need to have glory. By the time you display the giants, I need to have glory. You have showed me this future, but nobody in my family has ever reached that. He said, I know. That's why I gave it to you. So that by the time you have displayed everything, I will have glory. He said, you have shown me this picture, but it has never been done before. He said, I know. So that you will be the first person I know and you will glorify me. He said, I know. I know there is no future you cannot create. Rise to your feet. There is no future that you cannot create. There is no future that God has put in your heart that cannot come to pass. The most important thing is that are you dreaming? Are you seeing that picture? Is it clear in your heart? Are you steadfast with it? Unmovable, unshakable and stretching your faith with it. Stretching your faith with it. Going for it against all odds. Regardless of the limitation. The judge did not fear God. He did not fear man. So even if 
you had gone to God, something will be ringing in your head. Hey, remember, you do not fear God. And you are going to the God that he does not fear. But there is a future. Lift your hands to heaven. There is a future. That's the Christian life. For us to believe. To believe. Believe. It says only believe. Only believe. Only believe. That's all we need to do. Believe us. Believe. 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 Paula was talking about giving one million as offering. Believe. 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 When God puts a picture in your heart, he's not asking you to bring it to pass. He's saying, believe that I can bring it to pass to you. Believe. That's what he's saying. Lift your hands to heaven. Talk to your father. Talk to your maker. What is that future you want to create? What is that future you so desire that you want to create? What is that picture in your heart, in your mind? What is that picture? Only believe. Only believe. Just talk to your father. Let grace and strength be impacted to you. Let it come on you. Let it rest 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 on you. Everywhere, every vision and dream in your heart that God has planted today in the name of Jesus, let faith arise in your heart. Everyone that needs to help you are likely sources to achieve that dream. As you press in, I decree and declare they show up for you in the name of Jesus. The visions in your heart, the dreams in your heart, they come alive. You have strength and capacity to pursue and reach after them and go for them. Go for them. Everything that looks like a limitation before you, I decree and declare, light comes on you now. You see them as, as stepping stones in Jesus' name. Stepping stones. You cannot be limited. You carry the Holy One of Israel inside of you. You cannot be limited. I prophesy over you. It's a new season for you. A new season of giant strides of faith a new season where you step and defy all odds break records in the name of Jesus a new season where you will go forward and march forward and overtake and recover in the name of Jesus a new season where you will write new chapters in your family a new season a new season a new season a new season a new season. A new season. When you begin to think like that, resources begin to pull themselves towards you to achieve that dream, to achieve that vision. I decree it will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The blessing of God rests upon you. The blessing of God rests upon you separates you, distinguishes you in the name of Jesus. 
causes you to walk in high places. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.